0: The battleground for 5G is set, fifth-generation communications, and some federal officials are concerned the U.S. might be losing. Chinese companies like Huawei and ZTE are putting down deep roots in the commercial world, even if they're banned from federal sales. The Pentagon's top scientists said last week that the military will be investing more in 5G development. Federal news network Scott Massioni has the latest. And let's begin, Scott, with why 5G is important to the military in the first place. My understanding of 5G is something that's heavily advertised. That you actually can't get yet on your phone
1: that's right that's right so right now everyone that that thing in your pocket that cell phone is using 4g to get information it's the fourth generation of wireless networks which
0: which ain't too snappy if truth be told
1: right but i mean if you compare that to 3g you know every once in a while your your phone will turn to that 3g and it's like or if
0: you're on metro it turns to 1g or whatever they call that
1: 56k it's really slow so 5g is we're talking about a huge increase in bandwidth and with that comes increased download speeds, uh, a, a expanded number of touch points where everything is connected. So you can connect your refrigerator or all these other things that would take uh, bandwidth usually that that your 4G just couldn't handle if it was doing everything else. Well, you can add all these other things in there. Um, you know, it's going to bring in uh, just a whole new generation, really, a whole new uh, world to, to of connectivity. To, uh, to the military and to the commercial world as well. In other
0: words, it's bringing bandwidth of such magnificent capacity that the Internet of Things can go alongside the Internet of downloads and yakking and texting.
1: Right. And and you can do things that you wanted to do, you know, a lot. So you download a movie in three seconds, right? Well, to the military, that is a huge—that that amount of data to be able to download is is a huge thing. You know, you could— be a special operations person uh, and download the video of you know your suspect while you're right there in the field in a second and then go find that person or an hour
0: of drone footage instead of the latest quentin tarantino creation (laughs)
1: right exactly so uh, this is very valuable to all nation states at this point and and so they really want to make sure that they have a strong foothold in this technology And one of the things that is really interesting about this is that the private industry is leading the way, not the Defense Department, as it was, you know, in the 60s and 70s. So Michael Griffin, who is the Undersecretary of Defense for Research and Engineering, really sort of explained how DOD is just kind of holding on and trying to catch up rather than being the the front runner.
0: Broadly speaking, we are aware that commercial initiatives in telecommunications far outstrip anything that we can do and would want to do in in DOD. We are are struggling to become the flea on the tail of the telecoms dog. This is a multi-trillion-dollar worldwide industry. Um, That said, we have national security needs, and to the extent that we can help seed the competitive environment or encourage it to grow in directions that are relevant to us. We want to do that. And that's Michael Griffin, the Undersecretary of Defense for Research and Engineering. All right, besides talking about it, what is DOD doing to capitalize on this? And it does exist in some places. It's just not built out yet.
1: Right, it's in some incubator areas right now, but uh, in in very small batches. But what the Defense Department's doing is really putting their money where their mouth is with this. So they're going to be investing in 2021. they in their budget much more in 5G. Uh, they're already going to be sending that to the Office of Management and Budget for approval. And besides that, they in this most recent budget, they've moved 52 million dollars to go into. 5G development so that they can start working on this currently as well.
0: And what are they spending it on? 5G infrastructure that they're buying boxes to make their own bandwidth, or are they just putting in applications that can take advantage of
1: 5G? Right. So what they're doing, and as we we said how you know the telecom companies are far ahead of DoD on this, so what they're doing is they're... Using this money to pair up with industry to create prototypes that they need, um, or to do any sort of development, so that they can uh, use it for commercial and defense applications. So, you know, it might be some sort of, it could be a box like that, or whatever they're thinking in, you know, that they want uh, for the military applications of 5G. They can sort of develop that with industry. Uh, so, and, and, and one other thing I wanted to mention is that they're already putting someone in charge of this sort of portfolio, and that is the Deputy Defense Undersecretary for Research and Engineering, Lisa Porter, who is a, a scientist and so very smart person in charge of this who has a pretty high title as well.
0: We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. And when they work with companies, what are they working on? How do they work with companies on this? Are they trying to get equipment? developed that is competitive with what Huawei and ZTE make, because there there must be U.S. manufacturers of this type of gear.
1: Right. So it's, it's on the gear side, and it's also on creating that network. So creating an infrastructure within the United States and, and also a wireless infrastructure, however they're going to be doing that. So uh, one of the things that Secretary Griffin said is that if they can make the DOD's own infrastructure available for experimentation and prototyping, um, or they can uh, provide venues like bases where uh, the companies don't have to worry about licensing within uh, of local or federal, state kind of areas, having to deal with all that, giving them a little bit of a laissez-faire uh, experimentation area to use. Uh, that's one thing that the Defense Department wants to uh, use a little bit and experiment with. Um,
0: I can imagine that in places like White Sands Missile Range, where you've got large tracts of land, or Camp Pendleton in California— I guess the difference is those are largely barren, except for a few establishments where people work, but they don't really have an urban-type feel to them. The thing that DOD can't quite offer is a more urban-type setting, I guess, except in some of its maybe the dense bases, but they're not that big
1: right? physically. Right. But you know, I mean, that may be what they want to do. Like, I I'd assume, and this is just that's an assumption that they want to figure out how they can move classified information securely through this this network. Uh, you know, and and that's something that's a lot harder to do than just having a commercial application out there and and using it within a city, like you said, like these incubator kind of things. So, um, you know, the next generation is going to be very enmeshed with a lot of these hardware pro- products, and so that means, uh, you know, if you have a five G. Uh, network, and that is tied into your gun, and the Chinese can hack into your gun, well, that's that's not good, or even into your pacemaker or, you know, all these other different things. So, you want to make sure that that uh, information and that uh, that th- those two points talking to each other, each other is very secure.
0: Yeah, so there's a cybersecurity and a cyber and communications warfare component to this 5G capability.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it hits everything from from the supply chain on down to just the end user.
0: One of the auditors at the Government Accountability Office said the Army is grappling with the idea of if you can't shoot at something, can you shut it down so it's no more, no longer lethal right. by some cyber means? And this all ties in there. And where else is DOD investing these days?
1: Well, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up about this is that this is a very different way that they're – and the first time that they're doing this, they're investing in this way – So before, if you remember, the Defense Department only had the Acquisition, Technology, and Logistics Office, and they have since split that. And uh, Michael Griffin is the person that's in charge of the research and engineering side, which is for prototyping, experimentation, and it's only been around for 15 months—not not not that long. So this is really the first foray into how DoD is going to be investing now in the future and investing uh, differently into prototypes, moving faster. So the first thing that they did with this was hypersonics, and that was Michael Griffin's uh, main focus in these first 15 months. So the fact that he's moving to the next thing, and this next thing is 5G, really signals how important 5G is, and it, it signals where the Defense Department is thinking about going in the future, where they're putting their money.
0: And are they using other transaction authority funds, since you've mentioned prototyping a few times, both for the kinetic types of devices and also for 5G these are, these are OTA-funded projects?
1: So, you know, they haven't started spending that money yet. Right now, Michael Griffin is saying, we're going to be spending that money, look out for it in the budget. I would not be surprised at all if they build a consortium to to do this, because this is exactly down uh, the, the alley of OTAs in the sense that they need a lot of uh, of big companies and small companies to work together to make this classified uh, network work to make this this whole thing kind of work together and you know a faster contract method that gives a, the companies a lot of experimentation and leeway is is probably what DOD wants and what the companies want as well.
0: Federal News Network Scott Mascioni thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online